What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free, day, your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must if evaluate like what is lost and what is lost. Trapped in the bondage of what you used to Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's Pastor Free, and listen, I'm mega excited that you're locked in to another Free Indeed Friday. Please be sure to share with your friends and your family. Get them logged onto the podcast, and all y'all gonna fool around and get a blessing. Listen, there's a word designed for you that very well might set you free. Laughter is just good medicine. This one is called Donations. Father O'Malley answers the phone. Hello, is this Father O'Malley? It is. This is the IRS. Can you help us? I can. Do you know Ted Houlihan? I do. Is he a member of your congregation? He is. Did he donate $10,000 to the church? (laughs) He sure will. On Free Indeed Fridays, I try to expose you to some dope music that maybe you've never heard before. In the words of Eric Bellinger, this gonna be your favorite song. Silver and gold in the palm of your hands I'll serve you as long as 
That was one of Austin's songbirds, the incomparable Dion Arnold. Her debut album was produced by Foam Records. Check it out when you get a chance. All right, so let's get right into this. Of course, as I shared last week, I want you to know that I'm just responding to my own thoughts and Facebook posts. I want to be sure that every week you understand this has nothing to do with something somebody said or did to me, and this is not a, a clapback. It's always just kind of how God inspires me and uh, my desire to share my revelations with the world. So a couple of years ago, I was leading the church through a corporate fast and there were people who weren't even members of our church who joined in. And on day 17, I was posting each day as a part of the fast. On day 17, this was February the 18th, 2016, I posted, if you allow it, the devil will steal your passion and dreams. He thrives in the distortion of reality. He depresses the saints. He sends messages of defeat that cause us to cower down in the face of what seems impossible. Never forget that God specializes in the impossible. Keep wanting that which seems unattainable. Keep believing the enemy is lying when he says you can't. Anything less cannot be considered faith. And then in parentheses, I said forgot to post because I was so busy fasting that I forgot to post Anyway, so what I was saying was simply don't, don't give the, the devil, devil the license to manipulate or to alter how you see yourself or your possibilities. He is a liar, yep. a deceiver of the brethren, sure but most of all, he is a dream killer. Anybody who's ever had the audacity to dream and to think that you could accomplish or do more than what is mundane or mediocre, the devil puts a target on your back and he tries everything he can to discourage you, to 
distract you, to derail you, and to make you think that the impossible is impossible. But I want to tell you today that those things that seem impossible, the word of God declares with God, all things are possible. He's able to give babies to old barren women. He's able to take the heat out of the flame for three Hebrew boys. He's able to lock a lion's jaws for Daniel. He's able to split the Red Sea. And not only that, the children of Israel walk across on dry ground. He specializes in impossibilities. So your big dreams are nothing to him. Check this out. I want to label this response, getting too big for your britches. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Yes, Many of you, you've heard this expression before, and usually it's spoken in a negative connotation. It means you're getting beside yourself, or you're becoming conceited, or you're going overboard. You've heard your mama, your big mama, your Uncle Junebug say, now you're getting too big for your britches. But what it really suggests is that you are outgrowing your former frame. Hmm. Sad reality is that most of us know what it's like to get too big for some britches, maybe even your favorite britches. You're getting a little larger than you once were. The Lord has enlarged your territory, but it means that what you were, you no longer are. Why is this a bad thing? Why is it bad that I've outgrown my immature self? Why is it a bad thing that I want more than what I have? I want to go further than I am. And so today, I want to encourage you to be all right. Get comfortable. Start. Feeling what it's like to say I'm, I'm getting too big for, for my britches. britches Here it is, I got a couple of things I want to tell you Then I'll leave you alone I, I love the story of Joseph You know, uh, Bible readers understand That Joseph is the favorite son Of Jacob, and he has These dreams, and he fools around And tells his brothers his dreams And they start hating him To the point that they thought to kill him But end up selling him into slavery I love Joseph because Joseph is a dreamer, and he he tells us, his life tells us that it's okay for you to see big things for yourself. God shows Joseph that his life is going to matter in a very meaningful way. And I don't know about you, but God shows me that I'm greater than where I am, that I can do more than what I have accomplished. And if God says I can, why should I allow my dreams to remain small? As I consider the story of Joseph, uh, a couple of things come to mind that I want to share with you. The first reason that I say we ought to dream big is because the, the small, small ship is, is overly crowded. crowded. I don't want you to miss this. The small ship is overly crowded. There are people who have very small vision. They don't imagine very much for themselves. They're content with getting up every morning, washing their face, brushing their teeth, putting on nice clothes, going into the office at a job that they can't stand, waiting, watching the clock uh, tick off, and then getting off, sitting in traffic till they get home to cook uh, for the family, uh, lay down, pooped and tired from a day that was unfulfilling, and then wake up to repeat the same thing over and over again. Sound familiar? To me, that's small living. You mean to tell me that the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the God who, when he created you, created you with purpose and destiny, the God who says, I know the plans that I have for you, that they are to prosper you, to bless your life, to give you an expected end and a future, wants you to think small? No, 
I believe that the world is full of individuals that are choosing to be mediocre when they don't have to be. The majority are mediocre. So I'm saying the small ship is full. People who don't want more are the majority. And so you ought to dare to dream big so you can get off the small ship. Don't you want everything God has for you? Don't you want every opportunity that God has designed for your life? It's going to mean being comfortable enough to walk away from those who are willing to settle for the small in pursuit of whatever is big. And uh, that leads me to my next point, that dreaming big will set you apart because most folks have small sight lines. Listen, if you want big dreams, if you want God to do big things in your life, you got to get comfortable with being lonely. At the end of the day, those who dare to dream big must be willing to leave the small thinkers behind. It can be frustrating because those people that you anticipate and that you hope would support you and even go with you will sometimes be your greatest opposition. Listen, when I consider the scriptures, I think about my favorite disciple. You know who it would be, my boy Peter. He's on the ship, the storm is raging, and Jesus comes walking to the disciples on the water. Now, Peter is a big thinker. He's not content with the smile and the mundane. So he says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you walking on the water. What an amazing thought. What a big dream that a person who is flesh and blood can walk on water. But Peter also has to understand that if I'm going to go to where Jesus is, and if I'm going to do what man has never done before, I'm going to have to leave my partners in the boat. How often are we willing to come to that point in our lives where we say to chase my big dream, I may have to sever some ties with some small people. At the end of the day, I've learned the hard way that there are people who simply start out with you on the ground level who may fall off or get off your elevator the higher the level goes. And I've got to be comfortable and content with understanding that my dreams may separate me from people if they're big enough. In the Joseph story, Joseph literally loses his relationship with his brothers and his father for a good portion of his life simply because his dreams were too big to stay on. So then the real question becomes, what do I do when my big dreaming is offensive to the people who are around me? That leads me to my third thought. Dreaming big will mean big haters. I ain't talking about haters. I'm talking about big haters. I'm talking about like put you on blast kind of haters and people trying to attack your lifestyle type of haters. If you dare to dream big and to do big things, you better be ready for some big haters. People who are simply offended by the fact that you're willing to do what they're wanting to do, but are afraid to do. Listen, uh, just uh, last week, I saw where the famous pastor John Gray bought his wife a $275,000 vehicle, I think it was. Now, while uh, I personally ain't trying to spend that type of paper, on a car because those things depreciate. They're here one day and gone the next. I ain't hating on a brother who decides that after his hard work and labor, after his tenure uh, as uh, an author, a comedian, uh, that he has made money so that he can bless his spouse, I ain't mad at him. 
But I also understand that there are people in the world who are just so jealous, so green with envy, so upset that they don't have what somebody else has, that they will attack that at all costs. And so, of course, John Gray gets online and is trying to defend what, in my mind, doesn't need to be defended. At the end of the day, if the man made the money, if the man has grinded and hustled, I don't know if grinded it is a word, but if the man has been on his grind and he's hustled and he's made the money, why can't he bless his family? Why can't he have nice things? Because dreaming big will bring out the big haters. I believe the same people who go online and are talking about uh, people who are pastors and preachers and even sometimes rap stars and basketball players who are not doing such and such with their money. I believe those same people, if placed in a similar position, would do far less than they're accusing somebody of not doing. People just love to hate on somebody else who's moving up. Sometimes people have that crab in a barrel mentality that if I'm going to be stuck in here, I want everybody to be stuck in here. You get all bent out of shape just because somebody's doing a little better. When the reality is I've learned to look at life like the ice cream man in the neighborhood. Y'all remember growing up when the ice cream man came through the hood? You could hit a song when he wasn't on your street. Don't act like y'all don't know the ice cream man song. Whenever I heard the ice cream man song in the neighborhood, I knew that if I would just be patient, the ice cream man would end up on my street. So I wasn't mad at the street over. I wasn't hating on the people who were already getting their ice cream. I heard the song and I believe that if the man was in the neighborhood, it wouldn't be long before I was blessed with his presence as well. I think God is the same way. I'm celebrating everybody who God is blowing up. I'm celebrating everybody who God is using on a mega scale because that just says to me that God's in the neighborhood. If I'm patient, if I'm not a hater, if I keep doing me, if I keep preparing for the next season, then soon enough, God will turn on my street and he will anyway listen one more thing and I'll let you go and I don't want you to miss this one this one is big listen dreaming big means that missing the mark will still mean being major that's the amazing thing about life if I dare to have a big dream and I fail at my big dream I'll probably still end up doing something much bigger than people who didn't dare to dream big It sounded like a bad riddle, but I think you understand exactly what I'm trying to say. Basically, it's that old mantra that if you shoot for the stars, you can at least land on the moon. If I try to be a CEO and I end up being a manager, I've still done more with my pursuit of CEO-ness. I know that's not a word, but you understand what I'm saying. Of trying to do the big thing than I would if I would have continued to be content with small thinking. Friend, listen, God has some amazing things in store for your life. This whole podcast is for you to get to thinking about dreaming again. For you to stop allowing the devil to dim your light. For you not to allow the people around you to discourage you from dreaming. Don't allow people to tell you what you can't do and what you won't be. And here's my favorite one, that you need to be practical when you're thinking about what you're going to do. Listen, at the end of the day, to do what's practical and to do what's possible, I can do that in my sleep. But I want to do some amazing things that require the hand of God. I want to accomplish some stuff that only favor can make happen. I believe I serve a big God 
God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. And if I think I serve a big God, I probably should have some big dreams. And so my question to you today is, have you started getting too big for your bridges? Have you decided that what was is not what you want it to be for the rest of your life? Have you started outgrowing some friends? Have you started becoming discontent with your current career or your current economic status? Are you ready for a new automobile? Are you ready to do more in ministry? Are you ready to start the business that you wrote the business plan for 10 years ago? Are you getting too big for your bridges? Your boy don't just preach. He's sick with the pen. Give him a mic and he'll go in. So I'm about to give you some of this free time music. But in the words of Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff. <laughs> hey, right now I'm finna be real transparent. Let you into my struggle. Maybe some of you can identify. Listen. Dear God. Your servant, and my heart is kind of heavy, disturbed, distracted, and discouraged. Keep looking at others while they flourish. Yeah, not saying I'm better, I'm more learned. All I want to know is when will it be my turn? A million prophecies.
challenge you to believe big. In this world, we're often paralyzed by doubt. A sequence of situations that don't go our way may cause us to shrink down in our faith. However, God wants his people to have extreme, unlimited, out-of-the-box faith. We're encouraged in Matthew 18 and 3 to come to God like little children. Jesus said, truly, I tell you, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. I thought long and hard about this. What are children like? Ironically, although children are smaller and for all intents and purposes, more vulnerable, they tend to be fearless. Children thrive in imagination. They tend to believe the impossible is possible. Have you ever watched children play? In the reality of their imagination, they can be and do anything. Children pretend to be doctors and lawyers. Children pretend to live in mansions, not apartments. Children pretend they can fly. Children pretend they run faster than any and everything else. Simply put, a child's faith believes that all things are possible. However, as we grow up in the world and we face rejection, when some of our dreams don't pan out as we planned, our faith goes through atrophy. We start settling for small things instead of believing for big things. We begin to base our concept of possibility around what we see. Friends, I say emphatically, this is not God's will for your life. I believe in the God who desires the unbelievable for me. I trust in the creator of the universe who has the power to speak things into existence that are not yet. I believe in a God who has too much power to only do for me what I can do for myself. Yes, friends, God wants you to believe big. Believe beyond your education. Believe beyond your bank account. Believe beyond what your friends and family say is possible. Believe you can fly again. Believe you can run faster than again. See yourself in a mansion and not in an apartment again. Believe that God does have that Barbie or Ken dream mate somewhere waiting for you again and watch God supersede your dreams. His promise is that what he plans to do is greater than what you can perceive him doing. So believe big. Listen, friends, if you've been blessed by this podcast, you need to make your way over to our website, www.freetheletterndministries.com. On our site, you can find everything from movies to live recordings and studio records. Uh, also, my first book, God Wants Me. You can follow us on all social media outlets. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at free, the letter N, D-M-I-N. Please believe we got some amazing things in store and you don't want to miss one moment of it. So go ahead and follow us. Like, do it. Like, right now. Like, go check it out. Like, like, like right now. Right now.
I know you don't want to be the only one free. If you think this is good food or good medicine, invite your friends, your family, even your enemies to tune in to Free Indeed Friday's own podcast. Also, follow us on all social media outlets. We on that Facebook, that IG, that Twitter. Holla at me.